0: Nerd talk, dork talk, real talk, the coolest podcast ever, The Kenny Ho Show, it's showtime. I don't know the meaning of life, but this is what I live for. Hey, hey, what up? It's old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the coolest podcast ever, The Kenny Ho Show. And maybe, if I'm on top of things and if my schedule works out all right, if my pesky day job doesn't stand in the way, you'll be hearing from me for the second time this week. A pleasure to some, a curse to others. But if not, you'll be hearing from me... A week from the last episode, and none of this stuff will be fresh in your mind, and some of it may not even make sense to you, because you'd have to do some research to be like, what the hell's Kenny talking about? I'm not doing that research. So how are things? Now, forgive my pessimism, but how are you coping with giving up on your New Year's resolutions already, hmm? There's a sense of shame, isn't there? A sense of defeat. A little bit of depression, maybe. You know what fixes that? A couple Xanax. I don't know, I've never had Xanax, but I hear mellows you right out. See, I'm telling you, I'm ripe for selling out any product. Drugs, contraband, weapons, whatever. I don't even care. I don't need to know what it's about to sell it. So if you've got a product you want me to push, just make sure the check clears and you'll have yourself a wonderful commercial. I don't promise that sales will go up because I'm not selling to a very large audience. But hey, if you more than likely have given up on your New Year's resolutions, don't feel that bad about it. I'm assuming at this point in the game, 75% of everyone who made some kind of commitment to themselves have already given up. There's a good chance most people were like, on January 1st, I'm changing my life. And by January 2nd, they're like, you know what? I didn't even start yesterday. Let's wait until 2019. I didn't even bother this year. I haven't bothered like in three years. I used to be the type of guy, I'm like, you know what, it's a fresh year, it's a new start, let's do this, let's change my life. And after enough years of life socking it to my face, I know better than to waste my time and energy. I've got better ways to waste my time and energy. I literally spent all of last night playing NBA Live 18. That's right, NBA Live 18, the lesser of the two NBA games out. And I spent an entire evening playing that. Since radio school, it's been all downhill. But it's a funny thing, these New Year's resolutions, right? This attitude that, hey, it's a new year, new you. I don't think that's how it works. Let's break it down. Let's think about it for a second. The only thing that has changed between 2017 and 2018 is it was 2017 and now it's 2018. There is literally no difference. I am the same person. I'm at the same job. I live in the same place. What has changed? Nothing has changed except for one number in a calendar. In an arbitrary calendar. Like hell, you could start a new job. You can move. You can do a bunch of surface things. But guess what? At the end of the day, what's between your ears is still the same. And unless dollhouse becomes a thing, that's not going to change. You're still going to have your flaws. You're still going to have your hang-ups. You're still going to have your baggage. And unless you can push through that crap... You're gonna be the same person. It's gonna be a brand new year, but same old crap. And I don't know that it's crap, but um, certainly I made an observation recently. And you know, I'm I'm kind I don't want to jinx it, but I'm kind of coming out of a funk for a long time. There for a few years, actually, I've been seriously doubting myself, doubting you know my own senses, doubting my own observations, doubting my own recollection of the past, really. Yeah, well, that's really messed up. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But it comes with the territory of having a bunch of mental oopsies. But I think I'm coming out of it. And I'm starting to buy into my own ideas, my own analysis, my own feelings. And you know, on here, I've talked about it. When you're a homely poor fellow like myself, you don't get the babes. Yeah, like, well, hold on there, Kenny. I've seen lots of ugly guys with beautiful women. But... You're you're only getting one of the two things I just said. I said, homely, poor fella, that guy had money. Or he's mobbed up and that girl's family's in danger unless she goes along with this ruse. Because even if you're like, no, I've seen a lot of funny guys. I've seen a lot of comedians have really beautiful wives. And they're nothing to look at, those comedians. They're just really funny. It's personality, personality wins. Oh, no, you got me on the ropes. But let me bounce back a little bit. What type of comedian are we talking about? Were you like at a local yuck yucks or some open night thing where this guy's poorer than me? Or were we talking major club or even major celebrity type of comedian? Are we talking Jim Jeffries? Because yes, he has a hot wife, but he's also got millions of dollars in the bank. Looks like you just got countered. I'm sure you've come across in your lifetime, you've seen a beautiful woman who maybe your friend or acquaintance or colleague or whatever, and you know, you hear about a boyfriend and you're like, I wonder what the boyfriend's gonna be like. And surely enough, when he shows up, he's like a male model himself, right? And there's a reason for that. I don't know if it's ever crossed your mind, but let old Kenny share some wisdom with you. It's because women are shallow. That's right. I mean, it depends what type of crowds you hang out with. I've certainly heard women be like, Oh my gosh, there's no hot guys here. And the worst was some white girls being like, Oh my gosh, there's no decent black men here. Ew. And those are the dumb ones, the superficial ones. But even the good ones. Take my friend Natasha, for example. What a great girl. Beautiful, uh, smart, very calm. Not one of these drama-seeking hoes. Just a really nice, uh, good girl. Goes to church, that type of thing. But at the end of the day, she's still a beautiful woman. And she'll, not that I'm interested in her. I was once upon a time, years ago when I first met her. But now it's like, whatever. I've, I've known her long enough where that any spark or anything, any interest is a thing of the past for sure. She's actually someone, in a way, I put on a pedestal I think highly of. I have a lot of respect for but she's only human. She's got her flaws. I wouldn't even say it's a flaw. Let's face it. I'm not even good looking. And my interest is in like... I'm like a six and a half out of ten. But my interest is in like seven and a half and up when it comes to women. So when you got a girl like Natasha who's like a nine or a ten out of ten. It only makes sense that she wants someone good looking. But it's funny. Because I was talking to her the other day. She was having some boy troubles. And I was talking to her. Then she started bringing up some of her exes. And she was telling me, Kenny, I don't have a type. And she shows me a bunch of the pictures and I'm I'm trying not to laugh. I mean we're having a serious conversation. I'm not trying I'm trying not to laugh. But she's like, I don't have a type. Well, unless you call like European a type. I'm like, I I would. But I didn't say that. I said that to myself. I'm like, I, I would I would consider that a type. No type would be It doesn't matter what race or creed or whatever, that's no type. When you start narrowing it down like, oh, yeah, European men, that's a type. But I digress. That's not the really funny part. You know, she's trying to, I don't know if she's trying to convince me or convince herself or she's got herself convinced. that Looks don't matter. It's all about personality. She's like, I like funny. I get along with funny. As long as we get along, then I can be into you. And she's saying all of this as she's scrolling through picture after picture of male model looking dudes. Like, don't lie to me. You're not into funny. If you're into funny, you'd be like devastatingly head over heels in love with me. Come on, because ain't nobody funnier than old Kenny. And it's just because she's young that she's acting this way. When I look back to myself at that age, I was an idealist too. You want to say the right things, do the right things. And when you think of yourself in a certain way, sometimes you convince yourself that you're this person. Even though you ask for somebody from the outside's opinion, and they look at it and they're, What the hell are you talking about? You're completely shallow. But again, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not judging her. It's alright that she's only into attractive people. Hell, I'm only into attractive people. And she's got way more of a right to do that than I do. But with that being said, it is what it is. Be yourself. You might not get where you want to go, but be yourself. Be honest to yourself. And if that's one thing we should all do in life in 2018, this new year, new you type of thing, it's just be honest to yourself. Don't lie to yourself, unless you gotta. If you gotta lie to yourself to you know get out of bed, then maybe you lie to yourself to get out of bed. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh yeah, personality all that matters. I'll date a 300-pound broad if she got a wonderful person. Now, that's not going to happen. Either of the extremes don't work for me. Good-looking women with shitty personalities, no thank you. But also not-good-looking women with great personalities, also no thank you. I need someone in between. And in 2018, I will still not find this person. And even if I do, they will turn me down for sure. Because I'm not lying to myself. I know this thing ain't gonna end well for old Kenny. But let's enjoy the ride. Let's enjoy the journey. Let's enjoy The Highway to Hell, The Kenny Ho Show, episode 135. We'll cover. Oh, you'll find out in a second now, won't you? It's showtime, let's go. <laughs> now, hopefully, you get to hear this by like Friday of this week and not the week after the previous episode because you're not gonna remember this if I release this next Friday. I'm sure you've seen it. H&M's little snafu. In case you haven't, in case you live under a rock, these cats over at H&M, they put a little black kid in a shirt that says, coolest monkey in the jungle. And in case you still don't understand why that's a controversy, it's because black people have been referred to as monkeys for as long as I can remember. Right? There we are. That's messed up. Who the hell would do that? I'm telling you, if you got dreams, chase them. Why not? You cannot possibly be worse at whatever you want to do in life than these guys over at H&M at their jobs. How a large company like this. I'm assuming at headquarters there must be hundreds of people that work in H&M headquarters. Now I don't know how all this works because I've never been fortunate enough to get one of these office desk jockey jobs. But I gotta assume one guy isn't in charge of this. I'm assuming it's got to clear a few people before it goes out. It's an ad after all it costs money to do. It's going to be responsible for drawing customers in to buy your stuff and therefore be able to be profitable this year. It's got to cross some people, right? And that's just the business side of it. Somebody had to have came up with the idea, pitched the idea, and then have this idea approved. Then that had to go to casting. There had to have been a fitting then you go to the photographer who has lighting people, who has assistants, and come on, if every other step failed, if I'm the photographer and I look down the camera and I see this, I'm like, son of a bitch. We can't do this. Am I mistaken here? I thought this job was for H&M and not KKKmart. What is happening here? And I'm not saying I'm better, I'm certainly not a better photographer than any professional photographer I just take the camera, I point it at the person and hope for the best. But I am saying in this one way, I would be better than anybody that was involved in this project and let it go to print. Because, whereas, because let's say the final step is... The whole team huddles around the table and looks at the picture and then just admires it or whatever. I would take one look at that picture, having not heard or seen anything that came before. Looked at the picture, picked it up, turned around, looked at all my colleagues, and looked at their faces. Everyone's got a smile on their face, and I'm the only one with a bewildered one. I'm like, hey guys, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all can't print this. And they're all like, why not, Kenny? Well... Let me break down a little thing that we call racism. Are you guys trying to lose your jobs? Are you trying to get the company shut down? We can't do this. There's two solutions to this. Either don't make this stupid shirt or cast a white kid. Yeah, you have to cast a white kid. That's it. You cast anyone else, you're still opening yourself up for criticism. Get rid of the stupid shirt or cast a white kid in this. This is the one time I'm like, put more white people in media. But my favorite part to all of this was the response that, that Twitter put on their front page and it was The Weekend's response to this. He said something along the lines of, Woke up to this this morning. This is appalling and embarrassing. I will no longer be partnering up with H&M moving forward. First of all, listen, Weekend. Nobody gives a rat's ass. Do you know why? Because you're The Weekend. It's a toss-up between who I think is worse, you or Hertz. Secondly, that's a first world response to racism if I've ever seen one, eh? I'll no longer be partnering with H&M. I don't know. Does he have an accent? Whatever. He has an accent today. I'll no longer be getting my free swag from h H&M. and Because he's a douchebag. He says things like swag. I'll no longer be getting my free swag from H&M. I'm open to Hollister, Abercrombie, and Fitch. Sure, those companies are going to love you, black guy. But you know what? H&M, it's his loss, isn't it? Screw the weekend. I am willing to endorse your stuff. Put me in your newest ad campaign. You need to get to those podcasters. Us fatties need to wear clothes too. Get a plus size section, plus size line. I I will model that for you. And you're like, whoa, old Kenny, what the hell? I thought you were kidding about this selling out thing. And it's okay to sell out to an extent, but to racists. And to that, I respond, hey, man, I'm okay with working with H&M, even though they're stupid and racist. Do you know why? Because we all have worked with racist people in the past and maybe currently and into the future. You know I'm right. Look around you. Look around who you're working with. And you're like, no, I'm looking around. I see only good people, not racist. What are you talking about? All right. Maybe not the people you work with directly. But if you work for a large corporation who's run by a bunch of rich white guys who answer to shareholders who are a bunch of other wealthy white people, you bet your ass there's going to be a few racists on the board. You bet your ass there's some people who are like, I'm not a big fan of minorities. I remember back in the old days when they used to just strictly do my dry cleaning and pick my cotton. I remember when Jeeves was white and now this alley Jeeves Toronto always cooked me this curry dish. Oh, I like my steak, goddammit. I take that towel off your head. Now, I'm not saying that I work for a bunch of racists because I happen to like my job and I'm gonna keep it. I don't know that they're racist. I don't know that they're not racist, I suppose. I don't know the Board of Governors. Ah, yeah, think about it. I should probably cut this shit out. But I'm gonna leave it because I'm not accusing them of being racist. I'm also not letting them off the hook. I think that's fair. I don't know them personally. I can't say either way. But I'm pretty sure I've come across some racist people in the past. And guess what? At the end of the day, if we're all going to have to work for racist people anyways, work with or for racist people anyway, why not do it at a job where I'm making like a hundred K to look fab I sure as hell ain't making a hundred K right now. I sure as hell have never made a hundred K a year. So you bet your ass I would sell out and work with H&M? While we're at it, Tommy Hilfiger, give me a call. Clippers guy? For 100k, I will agree with all your racist black comments. Know that I'll probably also be poisoning your tea while we're on the topic of questionable large conglomerates. And it kind of goes hand in hand with uh, New Year's resolutions. You know, you've given up on yours. I gave up not on my New Year's resolutions, I didn't have any, but I simply gave up on Blueberry.com. After one month of being on there, zero listens. That's right. Like, mean, what the hell? This is, is not what I expected at all. Now, I understand it's a hosting site. You know, at the end of the day, it's my job to get my show out there and get people to listen. It's not theirs. But here's the thing. When I joined iTunes, I got listens off of there. And when I think iTunes, I do not think podcasts. I think music, audiobooks, and even movies. Whereas Blueberry, well, to be fair, if I never researched them, I wouldn't think of Blueberry at all. The only reason I switched over was because I heard SoundCloud was coming to an end. I'm like, well, I need someone to host my show moving forward. I did my research and this one sounded like it was really good. They had their own proprietary plugin that they kept boasting as, you know, this is the world's greatest podcasting app. I figure that meant, you know, makes it easier to post. Not that it's hard at all on SoundCloud, but maybe because it's tied to WordPress and how many people use WordPress, it was an opportunity to get the show out there. I could be mistaken, but that's what it sounded like to me. And I'm like, well, between this and a different site, there's two, there's two I was looking at. I'm like, through this one. I can use this world's greatest podcast app and be connected to WordPress and maybe somehow I'll get some traffic through there. So let's go with this one. Let's use that plugin, this free plugin, quote unquote free plugin. The plugin's free, don't get me wrong. But after I signed up and tried to link it to my WordPress account, it turned out that this free plugin could only be used with premium WordPress accounts sneaky sons of bitches right and i thought i had premium the Kennyhoshow.com show.com operates off of wordpress i pay something per year and it's more than like godaddy godaddy's like what it's like 10 bucks a year or whatever to have a, a domain name but it turns out that's all i have a domain name I'm like, i feel like i'm paying a lot for a domain name it ain't 10 bucks a year i'll tell you that much i don't remember the exact number but it's enough where I figured I had premium, but I don't. So, these cats at Blueberry, they want you to pay for the hosting, and to make that hosting actually mean anything, you got to pay more whether it's to go premium, to use this plugin, or to for them to distribute it to like Kindle and other things. I'm like, "Wow, you greedy pieces of shit. Way to stump creativity. Way to way to turn the Wild West into your own little cottage industry. Because now you bring disparity. Now it's a matter of, now it's a battle of haves and have-nots. Guys with a bit of do-re-mi now have a better shot at making a successful show than someone who doesn't. It's really not in the spirit of podcasting where everyone and anyone can do it. So all I gotta say is, frack you, com, And you know who else I'm saying frack you do? These people who are accusing Stanley of sexual misconduct. Now I don't want to completely speak out of turn here. It's my gut says Stanley didn't do it. But I don't know that he didn't do it. Again, I don't know the man. I don't I've never seen I've never seen him around his nurses. I haven't seen any of that, but my gut says he didn't do it, which is different from every other person who's been accused. Everyone else I'm like, yep, of course this person did it. Cuz all the accusers have come out in the name of seeking justice. It's all they wanted. They wanted these people to pay for their sins. So anyone who's been like me too, I'm like, that's right. Of course. Any woman, any man who says, yeah, that's happened to me. I'm like, of course, I believe you. Not a second thought about it. Not one iota of doubt. But these cats, these broads who are accusing Stan Lee, his nurses, in case you ever heard about it. His in-home nurses have said a bunch of things, made all kinds of allegations But why I don't believe them at the end of the day is because the allegations, quite serious. I mean, if he is playing grab ass, you can get him arrested. But they didn't go to the police. Instead, they came together, went to the owner, and now they're demanding money. They want him to pay to keep them silent. So that smells real fishy to me. Because, like, when people suffer in silence, it's because they don't have the courage or whatever To confront these people to seek justice. And I'm not... And I hope that doesn't sound like I'm judging. Because not at all. I'm just saying that's a fact. But these chicks clearly... They don't mind speaking up. They don't mind... They've got the courage to confront the man. But instead of seeking justice... They're seeking a monetary payoff. And to me... That screams of a shakedown. It just doesn't sound legit to me. And if that's what they're doing... Come on. Shame on you bitches. In a climate when everyone's actually finally standing up for themselves, you know, holding people accountable. You're going to use that and try to make a couple bucks off it. Man, you're undercutting the movement, you pieces of shit. And if I'm wrong, and if he did do it, well, maybe you'll get an apology from me. And at that point, I'll say, yeah, I don't think you guys are bitches. I think you're all brave, greedy as shit, but brave. And finally, turned out we had a theme here. Shady corporations and greed. Taylor Swift who at this time is a corporation of a sorts, is showing that greed may shoot you in the foot at the end of the day. Because it turns out her, what's it called? The reputation, the reputation tour is not selling as well as she hoped. Yep, these big arena shows, a lot of them not sold out. And I'm not talking, oh, she sold out 95% of the, the arena. And she just needs to sell off five more percent. It sounds like she's doing better than half. Maybe doing 75% of the building. But that's a huge change from the 1989 tour, which I went to, which sold out in minutes. Like, I couldn't get tickets. The only reason I actually ended up getting tickets was by chance. My brother's colleague, uh, she had tickets, but then she had a family emergency. So she's like, I need to get rid of these tickets. And my brother's like, you want them? I'm like, yep. So we paid 150 bucks each, $300 for a pair of Swifty tickets. That's the only way I got it. I lucked out. So you're telling me a few years later, months into sales, and they're still sitting on mountains of tickets? Yikes! Clearly something went wrong. What went wrong? Well, according to this article I read, is a because it's too bloody expensive. They're showing a chart, like a Ticketmaster chart, where you know you hover over, and they'll show you how much that section costs. Well, right by the stage, the tickets I want. Like five something American. So like we're talking six, seven hundred dollars Canadian. That is a lot of cash, don't get me wrong. I remember I said three hundred dollars got me two tickets. They were nice. Like if they're playing at the Skydome which is um, where the Blue Jays play. And had it been a Jays game, these would have been fly tickets. I would have been like right by the action. But because it was a concert, there was 50 more rows of seats ahead of me. So if you do the like, calculation on this, it sounds like the tickets I did have is probably like going to be like 400 Canadian, which is ridiculous. So yeah, it's really expensive. But guess what? There's people with money in this world who are willing to buy those tickets but the problem arises with Swifty's people came up with a scheme. They're like, screw the scalpers. We're going to cut them out. We're going to find a way to cut them out. We're going to charge so much for it that there's no way these guys can buy it and then do a considerable markup because then nobody will buy those tickets. So let's do the markup ourselves. And also, these scalpers aren't going to jump through hoops to get these premier tickets. So let's make our own fans jump through hoops by doing something called the Verified Program. I don't know what the official title is. Let's just call it the Verified Swifties Program. Where it's basically in order to get the best tickets, or at least have a crack at getting whichever ticket you want first, you have to join this program and collect points. And how you collect points is by buying shit on her website. That's right. You gotta spend money, ...in order to spend more money later on. Gotta think of it, sounds like she hired a couple of guys from EA and Bungie to work on her team. Not the best move, Swifty, I gotta say. And you also have to watch uh, music videos and do other Swifty-related activities... ...which, I gotta tell you, at this point in the game, I wouldn't do it. If they're like, you have to watch Look What You Made Me Do 10 times in order to unlock unlock, uh, all the points necessary... I'd be like, screw it, that's not happening. What kind of torture, what kind of sadomasochist do you think I am? I'm watching Look What You Made Me Do 10 times. Like, and what's the time frame? Is it like a week? If you're like, yeah, you just do it in a lifetime. And it couldn't be a lifetime because then I'd miss the concert. So yeah, no, it'd be like over the month. I couldn't do it. 10 times watching that piece of shit. Like back in the day, if they're like, yeah, you got to pre-order the album. It's already done. I already pre-ordered the album. What's next? Oh, you gotta watch this video. You gotta watch Teardrops. I'm a good t- I am I watched it like a thousand times. What's next? Uh, you belong, with, you belong with me on repeat all the time at my house. What do you got? Do? Don't worry about it, bro. You got the, the points and then some. But that was the good old days. Not gonna be part of that verified Swifties program. And for good reason, because even some of the people who did, surprise, surprise, the programs crapped out on them. It turns out this program is shoddy at best. And again, back to that point where it's like, if you want to do something with your life, you want to chase your dreams, you go do it. Because if it's a career thing, guess what? If you think about it, every place, they need people to fill positions, whether that's on a movie and they need actors or that's something like, you know, a business, a company. Let's say I owned a company. I'm like, I need to hire a hundred people and then I have my assistant go hire a hundred people. She comes back with 300 names and she's like, Kenny, all these, I gotta say, is not really up to snuff. These are not ideal candidates, but these are the only ones who want the job. I'm like, all right, I guess let's go through the list, pick a hundred of them who, or I guess, I guess for a better term, the cream of the crap, you know, pick the ones who aren't the worst. Because the way I look at it, someone who's likely to commit a crime is slightly better than someone who has a criminal record and has already committed that crime. So long as that crime isn't trying to kill me, right? whoever came up with this program is a useless piece of trash. You have people paying good money and actually having to put in work to collect these points just so they can be in front of the line. That's not a lot to ask from you to have a system that works. So after going through all that bullshit, some people are still, at the end of the day, buying with the public like a sucker. And that's where the article ends, claiming it's expensive and the program is shoddy for the reason why it's not selling out. But then you got to keep in mind, these people, they have bosses and their bosses have bosses. And if they're talking entertainment, they can't be burning bridges. They cannot burn the Swifty Bridge. So they omitted clearly the most obvious reason why this tour has not sold out. The Reputation tour has not sold out because Reputation, the album, straight up sucks. Not completely. There's a couple, I I can't even say they're good. They're alright songs on there. You know, it's finally on Spotify. That's how I know this, because I sure as hell wasn't going to pay for it. Listen to it on Spotify, and I got to say, it's a piece of crap. It is the worst Taylor Swift album ever, and the worst Taylor Swift album you could ever imagine. If this was 2010 or whatever, if you were to tell me when Speak Now came out that a few albums from now, this quality music thing of the past or even her last album 1989 her previous album you're supposed to get better and better and better if you're like the next album it's gonna be complete shit i'm like you're you're just a taylor swift hater i don't like the type i know too many of those no thank you it sucks so that's why it's not sold out. that's the reason i'm not going oh believe me i knew it was on sale i get the emails uh because i'm on the mailing list so it's like yeah join the verified swifty program to get your tickets now And I said, no, thank you, because I'm not going to sit there with, like, 50... Well, at this point, maybe it's, like, 30,000 screaming uh, girls and then hear utter bullshit on stage. Sure, there'll be... She'll play the classics, the You Belong With Me's, the teardrops on my guitars, the sparks flies, but she's also going to play... Never Don't Like You. All right, that's it. That's maybe the second episode of the week or... Your regular scheduled weekly edition of the Old Kenny Ho Show. I hope you had a good time. I had a good time doing it. Hope you had a good time listening to it. And I hope you have yourself a wonderful day and a fantastic week. And a superb month. Yes. Got it. All right. Until next time, you take care of yourself. Tiffany Ord. I hope you're listening. And I hope you're impressed. Toodles!